Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, August 4th, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 152, starting with paragraph 1 and 2. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Lois M., the 12 Traditions, Rosalind C., and reading the text today is Rick B., Julie R., and Rachel W. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, August 3, 2015, is 7888, 7888. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lois M. to please read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh, This is Lois M. in Massachusetts, recovered the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could could (laughs) excuse me, Restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a, decision, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Lois M. I will now ask Rosalind C. to read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning. This is Rosalind C. from Ohio, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater, the 12 
traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, least problem of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service center may employ special, special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. And ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rosalind C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 152, paragraph 1. And I will ask Rick B. to begin our study this morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rick B. Recovered calling from Narragansett, Rhode Island today. We have shown how we get out from under. You say, yes, I am willing. But am I to be consigned for a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum, like some righteous people I see? I know I must get along without liquor, but how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? Yes. 
There is a substitute and is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find in the fellowship, and so will you. Well, I think it's very important to be careful to not take this paragraph all by itself and to think that simply involving oneself in the fellowship is going to do the trick. And it, if that's the only paragraph we read, we might think so. But look where we are. We're at the end of the book. We're at page 152. We've gone through all the instructions, all the steps. We've talked about um, how to develop a relationship with God. We've talked about uh, removing the blockages. That's what it's all about. And that first sentence that I read says, we have shown how we got out from under. We have shown. They showed us how to get out from under. They showed us how to practice these principles, how to work these steps. And the last sentence I read says, thus we find in the fellowship, and you will also, we find it in the fellowship. We see it in the fellowship. We're taught it in the fellowship. We experience it in the fellowship. It's not the fellowship that does it. It's developing a relationship with God. That's ultimately what it is. So I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rick B. Who would like to comment on that on paragraph two? Hi, Charles. Hi, this is Bella. Can I share? Charles and Bella. Anyone else? Okay, let's go Renata. with Charles first and then Bella. Oh, I hear you too, Renata. I'll catch you in there. Okay, Kim Charles, G? go ahead. Thank you. I got you, Kim. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you, Melanie C. for your service. Uh, good morning, everybody. Charles H. a recovered visionary just for today. And um, yes, there is a substitute. And, and and I like what Rick B. said. Um, the substitute is not the fellowship. Uh, it's the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. However, the fellowship is 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 a plus. <laughs> and um, I I want to hang my hat where it says um. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. And I want to share something. You know, when I first walked through the doors of OA, a brother held the door for me. Not not a brother, literally, but a brother that I met. And, you know, I want to say this. And I don't care if you throw tomatoes at me. I, I use it as a salad in Chipotle. Don't you ever become so recovered that you think relapse is not an option. Because it happens, right? And and um, a brother that held the door for me when I first came in OA, you know, he picked up, and it's my honor as a part of the fellowship to be guiding him through this this process again. And that's what I'm saying. Some of that stuff is 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 is, is like my imagination is fired. It's fired up. Like I'm so free, right? Like my higher power, like. My, like, say it's Christmas time or somebody's giving a gift. My higher power's like, you know what? Third step, if you turn your life over to me, he has something behind his back. He got something bigger for me. 
He got something bigger. If I just trust and believe, right? One, two, three is easy. Trust and believe. My life will be bigger. My existence will be bigger than anything I could ever imagine. My imagination is fired up. All my dreams are coming through today. You know, just because I trusted and believed, and I, and I thank, you, thank God for the willingness, right? Because, um, you know, and I'm going to say this and shut up. You know, unfortunately, if I don't take this as stage four cancer, you know, um, I, my, you know, many people are willing, but I believe only 10% are doing the work. And I want to be in that 10%. And I want these numbers to go way up. But you know what? In order for it to be way up, i got to continue this process. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles H. Bella G. Did you call Bella, Melanie? I did. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Thank you very much. My name is Bella G. And I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph. Life will mean something at least. Yes, yes. Before program, I didn't have a life. I was in a war, and like every war, there is a winner and a loser, and I wanted to be a winner no matter what, and I was... I, I, my life was under a mode of blaming and judging, blaming myself and judging myself, blaming you and judging you. You know, I wanted to be the winner no matter what, and all the time I found myself a loser, and I was the loser, and I thought and I believed that you are the winner. And I was, my life was anger, sadness, isolated, and I found myself in, in a food that the food didn't give me nothing besides making me even worse, because then I felt the blame, the, the anger, the how, how I am a failure. Thank you, God, that now I am in the program. Yes, I am living a life. You know, I am not connected to my ego. I am not looking anymore to prove and to get an approval of my existence. Today, I accept that I am human, and we all are human. And yes, I am not perfect, and there is no perfect in this world beside God. That for me, God is my higher power. Today, I am connected to a loving, accepting power. And yes, when I do a mistake, you know, it's okay. This is my power to say, I am sorry. I don't know everything. I am ready and I am willing to learn, to learn from everybody, to learn all the time, to be accepted, to accept myself. And today my life has a meaning. Thank you for letting me share an APS. Thank you, Bella G. Renata G. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G. Recovered from Pulsovita in New York. What a great paragraph. Yes, there is a substitute, and it's vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. 
there you'll find, you know, there's five promises here. Release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. And, you know, in page 124, you know, the big book talks about how, it's, you know, we have the power to, to save life. Lives, you know, it says, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. You know why? Like, like it was said before, by, you know, this point in the book, I've gone through all 12 steps. You know, I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. I've been recovered. And so today I do have a message to carry, a message that, you know, I was in misery and depression and bondage to, to, to food and to self-will. You know, I was slave, a slave of my, of my disease and I, I couldn't find a way out. I was hopeless. But then, you know, by working the 12 steps, today my life has been transformed. All these promises here, they are true in my life. You know, and and the more I live this way of living, the more I carry this message, the more I can help someone recover from from this disease, you know, helping this person get their own connection, their own experience with their higher power. A fellowship grows about me, like it also says in the book. And what an experience. You know, I've never, ever experienced anything in my life that can even compare to this. I was sharing with my sponsor a couple of days ago that that I, when I'm doing service, when I'm carrying this message, like I feel so contented. I feel happy. I feel free. I feel connected to God. And so, you know, of course we can't just leave off service and do it 24-7. You know, the book talks about it like it's a vocation, but um, you know, before this program, before having a message to carry, my life was just despair, hopelessness, you know, misery. And these 12 steps have transformed everything. And uh, if I ever feel, you know, bored or worried or anything like that, I know that the solution is to get out of self and work with others. And the last thing, just to close, uh, you know, your imagination will be fired. Yes, because my thinking got me here. You know, my thinking got me, you know, to the hopelessness that I was in. Uh, and so in step three, when I turn my will, my life over to the care of God, I'm firing my own thinking, my own imagination. And now I live by, by God's will and not Renata's will anymore. That is that, thanks. Thank you, Renata G. Kim G. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And I'm so grateful that Rick brought up the idea that the substitute of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous is, is wonderful but not enough. And I have to say that the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous was enough for me for, for quite a few years. You know, I used to live from meeting to meeting. I used to live from phone call to phone call in anxiety, but I got enough relief from the meetings that I was able to stay absent. I got enough relief from the phone calls. 
I mean, I remember thinking if I can only make it till 8 o'clock when I call my sponsor, everything's going to be okay. And a lot of that relief in the meetings was I would hear these horror stories about people eating, and I would think that would keep me abstinent. So my formula was really fellowship and fear is going to keep me abstinent, and ultimately that would always make me pick up. So the way I describe it is the fellowship, as powerful as it is, it supports us, but it doesn't change us. What changes us is the 12 steps and a connection with a higher power. So in the fellowship, I found relief. But let me tell you, in the 12 steps and the connection with a power, I found freedom. Because what I really thought for many days, many days in a way was that one day at a time was about white-knuckling it through the day that my lot in life was to be miserable, but hopefully to beat the food one more day with the support of the fellowship. And that is not my experience as being a recovered person who is in love with the fellowship, but understands that my sobriety is based on my connection with my higher power. And I just want to point out that there, will, there you will find release from care, boredom, and worry in the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous. But look at page 151, that second sentence, Normal folks find release from care, boredom, and worry in the food. So we have to know, who are we? I am someone who cannot get release from care, boredom, and worry like the food, like normal people. I have to get my, care, my release from care, boredom, and worry in something else. And just to give you an example, I, um, my office, we, we started having weekly meetings, and the one requirement, my, my boss said, what, do, what would like people have for these meetings? And the one requirement was everyone wanted cookies. And now we have all these cookies there, and people are eating them, and they said, you know what, I think what we're going to have to do is we have to put the cookies near Kim, because that's the only place that the cookies will be safe. I mean, can you imagine saying that to a compulsive overeater? Why? Because I have freedom. The cookies mean nothing to me. That is the freedom I got from Overeaters Anonymous, 12 steps, and a connection with a higher power. And the way I was able to attain that by working through the steps was using the fellowship as a support system and not using the fellowship as a permanent solution to my problems. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Who else would like to comment on paragraph two? Reva P. Hi, Reva. Anyone else? Matt M. Hi, Matt. Sasa O. Sasa. Naomi B. Captain Naomi. Gail P. Thanks, Melanie. Amy G. Amy G. Okay. Mary Kay. I hear Mary Kay. Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay, Mary Kay. Let's go with that then. Thank you so much. And the lineup that I have is Reva P. Joe M. M. Sasa O. Naomi M. Hi, Rochelle. Let me get my line up here going. Let me repeat that, please. Reva P., Matt M., Vasa O., Naomi, Gail T., Amy G., Mary K., and Rochelle M. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Uh, thank you so much for the previous sharing and distinguishing the fellowship from the solution and the steps and my higher power. Um, for me, this paragraph is, again, like a review of um, everything we've read previously because it's a reminder that there is a solution. And not only is there a solution, but it is vastly 
uh, more than um, anything I could have ever imagined with my best thinking. And I love the words release and life and satisfaction um, because that's not the words I use to describe myself or my life or anything about my life before this program. And um, when I was thinking about, you know, the difference between the fellowship and the steps and the relationship with my higher power, I guess for me, um, I need to remember that the fellowship is the beginning of developing relationships on a whole different level than I ever experienced in my life. And it helps me develop that relationship with my higher power. And for me, at the beginning, God or my higher power was such a nebulous concept. Um, and I felt so alone um, doing some of the footwork. So for me, the fellowship is about people um, who God speaks through. And I think for me, God speaks through his messengers, which is like God with just flesh on. And the purpose of those people are not to fix me or give me advice, but to get me back on the beam so that I do the work and I work the steps. Um, And those people's purpose, I think, is to help me get back to my higher power um, and develop that relationship. But I don't have to do it alone. Um, And the connection that I have felt with people in this fellowship is like nothing I have ever experienced before. Um, And for that, I am so grateful because I'm not traveling this road alone. Um, So it's, it's... it's different than group support. It's not just group support. It's a venue to get me back on the beam um, and do the work. Um, and for that, I'm so grateful. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Reva P. Matt M. Yes, hi, Melanie. Uh, thank you for your service. This is Matt M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater uh, from New Jersey, and he's coast. Uh, yeah. This paragraph is very interesting for me. It really hit home for me, which is why I felt like I need to share. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on some of the other shares that people have said. Not, I don't have anything new to say. I just want to say that, you know, the fellowship was, and I thought the fellowship was going to keep me recovered. I thought that if I, if, if I came in the rooms and just learned how to be the perfect friend or, you know, just change my attitudes without, I, didn't, I thought I didn't have to work the steps. I thought if I just, you know, had enough um, strength in the group, and and went to 90 meetings in 90 days, found the perfect food plan, basically a dieting calories club, I thought I'd be great, which is why I loved all the different versions, like how and 90 day and all those other things, because I wanted someone to tell me what to do um, without really having anything to think about it, you know. And uh, basically that was my whole life, because I'm codependent thinking that a lot of us have, you know, um, that makes us want to rely on others too much before we have to rely on our higher power uh, power greater than ourselves, you know, I was looking to other people as my, to be my higher power, which is why I had so many sponsors over the years, because I thought if I just get the right sponsor, if I just get the right food plan, if I just get the right group of friends, uh, that I'd be, that I'd be perfect, you know, relapse, relapse is not, relapse is not inevitable, as I heard the very first person share, relapse is only inevitable if I fail to get connected and stay connected to this program, the 12 steps that I went through, um, my higher power, and thirdly, my connection to my fellows in the group, so I so I know that I'm not alone, so I can keep that you know unity, not strength. You know, that first tradition. You know, I have a unity with the fellowship, but the fellowship is not what keeps me recovered. What keeps me recovered is my daily reprieve that I get by working 12, 11, 12 every day, and also doing that 12-step work, um, giving back. You know, what I've still freely been given. You know, 
says we 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 do not we do not deliver the message. We are the message. And um, I'm very grateful that I've had an opportunity. I will be leading my home meeting again in a couple of weeks that I haven't been to in over a year and a half. And I feel like a different person. I feel like you know I'm going to go back and give life slowly, freely, been given through the big book to this group, which I know doesn't have that. And so yeah, so it really is that thing that says you know. We gotta we gotta give of ourselves, but at the same time, make sure that we um, know why we're doing it and why we're doing it for the right reason. Because again, selfishness and self-centeredness that can come up very easily, and it can disguise itself in other, really other forms of uh, fear and self-delusion. So, um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Vasa O. Yes. Good morning, all. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful recover compulsive overeater calling from Massachusetts. And I really didn't, and I really didn't know what I was going, what I was getting into when I came to Overeaters Anonymous. I was so blind that I just wanted to stop eating, lose the weight, and I was going to leave. And I fell in love, like, you know, with the program, you know, the solution. Finally, finally, you know, I, you know, I, I remember saying, you know, I, there's a solution here. So I better stay and see what these people have done or are doing or did before I came to the program. And they were like God skin. You know, they were uh, like God speaking. God was speaking through them. And uh, my relationship, though, became number one with God. Uh, only God could relieve me from the food addiction, you know, by surrendering and by getting on my knees and asking God to help me stay, stay absent. And then, you know, I remember saying what, what I was going to do between me, between program and, you know, meetings and, you know, and I needed God the most when I was alone with the food and being at home or whatever I was going, you know, between programs, you know. So today, that's the most important thing to me, the re- developing that relationship with God. And again, we have it through the 12 steps, you know, uh, the allergy, the solution, the mental obsession. And the third step and the 11th step, I, are the most important steps to me. I mean, I like the other steps, but the third step is the most important. I could not do nothing until, until I was ready and willing to surrender to God with the food and, uh, and my life and my will. Gradually, you know, I didn't trust God. I didn't believe that God would do such things to me, you know. But again, working through the steps, one step at a time, the way they laid out, the transformation started happening. Yes, I did get the the gift of abstinence right from the beginning, but that was only the beginning. I needed to work the rest of the steps the way they laid out. And thank you very much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Naomi B. Thank you, Melanie, and thank you, everyone that shared. Wow, this is really powerful. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. (sighs) I once heard on a phone meeting, a lady came on and said how she was 89 years old and her life was just beginning. I'm thinking, whoa, I'm like a teenager next to her and I'm in my late 60s. But this is so true. What resonated in my mind 
as we recently went down to, thank you very much, Virginia Beach, hope to be there at the end of October, but we traveled the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. And as you approach the tunnel and go down, it's dark and it's secluded. There are lights and you travel. And this has been my existence and my travel with OA. When I first entered in, it was, I mean, people were friendly and everything, but I was dark. I was isolated. I didn't know. And then you come up out of the tunnel and that's what I'm doing. God is always with me. You come up out of the tunnel, and there, as far as the eye can see, is a bay. It's blue. It's shiny. It's a brand-new world. This is what OA has given to me, only through, of course, working the steps and clinging to God's hand as tight as I can. And the fellowship, just to having friends for me is a concept that is amazing, but my God goes before me, and he is the most important thing in my life. And I love you all, and I thank you all for being there, and thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. Gail T. This is Gail T. in Texas, and thank you all for holding this meeting. I am a recovering compulsive overeater, and what I realized, I might cry because I just had an epiphany that I had a home group. I still have a home group. And I left it because of personality. And what happened out of that in our traditions is principles over personalities. So the fellow, and, and I started collapsing after that. That's not what I'm, that's just, what I'm adding to what I want to say about the first paragraph that we read. When it says, but am I to be consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum, like some righteous people I see? Well, there are people that I uh, have meetings with or go party, and they drink or they eat a whole lot more than I, and I just sit there and, and partake I don't see them having more fun than I, but I think they look at me. I don't know how they look at me. Sometimes I wish I could be more, have more more fun. And when I was younger, I could drink and eat and do all kinds of things, and I did. I had a lot of fun, and then it turned on me. So I think that this, this sentence about... Um, Boredom, and, no, about stupid, boring, and glum, when we give up those habitual patterns, that's what we do, we could look like. It's not how we feel, but I think that is something to talk into. And I pass. Well, thank you, Gail T. Amy T. Good morning, Mel. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you everyone who has shared. I, too, don't think I'm going to be saying anything new, but I really appreciate the idea about taking each paragraph where it's supposed to be and in its context with the other paragraphs. And this paragraph is answering this question that the uh, person who just spoke was talking about. You know, what is the substitute? I couldn't, as a newcomer, believe or see my life anything beyond the planning the next binge. But here we are in chapter of vision for you. We're at the end of the instructions, at the end of the first 164 pages of what the solution is to this cunning and baffling and powerful disease. 
and we go through the steps and we work the steps and then we come to a vision for you. You know, what it what is it that happens afterwards, you know? And as many have said, life hasn't life isn't just more about putting down the food. Our life just begins or my life just began once I became recovered. I had my imagination was fired. Everything that it says here, call them more promises, if you will. You know, my imagination was fired. I had purpose. You know, I wanted to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overreader. This paragraph is talking about the fellowship that develops around you as we go out there and carry the message. I had a purpose. That's what we have as recovered folk, I believe for myself, is to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overreader within the fellowship, you know. OA is the killing field if we don't carry a message of depth and weight, you know, and we need to get to those meetings. We need to carry our big books. We need to be carrying a message of depth and weight and talk about satisfaction. I mean, my life now has satisfaction and purpose. I mean, one of the most wonderful things in my life is to be able to work with a sponsee to get them through the steps. Not because I'm doing it, because I'm carrying this message and I'm carrying what I believe to be my higher higher powers message and enabling them to, to become recovered, to help them. And thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. It's hard to think as a newcomer, maybe out there on the line, if you were like me, you know, how is it that my life could be like this? You know, how is it? Well, this, you know, we're at the end of the chapter here, but if we go to the beginning of the book and we go to page 17 and there's this chapter, there is the solution. It says here, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. There's no secret code here, folks. It's just a step. It says we have a way on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news that this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. How is it that these guys can write this paragraph with such confidence and such surety about what it is that lies ahead of us once recovered, about the most satisfactory years that lie ahead? Because they've been there, they've worked the steps, they've gone through, they've seen this process through, as many of us who are recovered on the line. We're casting a vision to the newcomer on the line, actually, by saying there is hope, there is a common solution, it is the steps, it is a higher power, we have recovery, it is here, and the most satisfactory satisfactory years of your life will lay ahead. So come on along, it's a wild ride. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Pardon me. Thank you, Amy G. Mary Kay. Good morning. This is Mary Kay from Western New York. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I'm actually really new to this. I'm one of those newcomers. Um, I've been abstinent since the 7th of June and uh, released, recorded, because I didn't weigh when I first started, a 19-pound loss in my, my first 40, almost 50 days now. Um, the um, <clears throat> What I wanted to share this morning was I've actually had God and a higher power in my life for a long time. And one of the things I was conflicted with early when I was getting started was, what do you mean, all the, all the things that I've had in my life? Because I've been very blessed. I have had the hand of God on my head. He has given me words. He has performed miracles in my life um, already. But the one place I never would give to him was my food because I didn't understand it was a disease. And I thought I could do it by myself. And I thought I wasn't a good enough faithful servant of God that I couldn't give that part up to him, that it always won over. So the 
steps has become hope for me. And in these paragraphs, the one that is just like, yay, 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 the most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. I've had an amazing, blessed life in so many ways. Another recovering friend in the 12 steps, uh, recovered from the 12, in the 12 steps, said to me, Mary Kay, you know, and we know how God has used you already in your life. And think what it's going to be now. Think of the people that you can touch now as you have released this peace to God and, and allowing him to work through the steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Mary Kay. Rochelle M. Good morning. This is Rochelle M. in Maryland. Recovery. Oh, this is Raquel, if I can, later. And thankful. Thankful to be here, and uh, thank you, Melanie, for your service. Um, there really is not a lot to add here because uh, there's been so much wonderful things already, so many wonderful things already said. But I want to concentrate on life will mean something at last, the most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. <clears throat> it's my understanding that originally the founders of the program wanted to call this book The Way Out. And um, it's so interesting for me because I think for me this has been the way in. By that I mean when I was not in program, um, I was isolating myself and I did not want to have to do with other people and I was dealing with my arrogance and my ego and uh, lack of humility and nobody was as good as I was and uh, and I always had the right answer. You know, those common things that we share. And through this program, uh, one day at a time, I'm looking for humility and hopefully sometimes I find it. And for me, it's been the way in, the way in through the fellowship and through the tools and through Vision for You has been a way that I have been able to give service. And by being able to live in step 12, where I can give service to others and ask my higher power, what would you have me do here? How would you have me be? Um, I find my way into society. I can be just like anybody else. I don't have to be concerned. Are the clothes I'm wearing okay? Um, do I fit in? Uh, are my opinions, do my opinions fit in? Uh, do I have to worry that other people are going to not like my personality or not like what I have to say? And the answer is no, because I've got my higher power. And my higher power, he always loves me. So I just have to please him. And so I want to thank everybody for helping me find my way in. Pass. Hello, I would like to be able to... Oh, there, thank you. I am there. Thank you, Rochelle M. And I did hear Raquel E. And I'd like to open it up for two additional people to share that would take us to the end of the meeting. What other two would like to yeah. share? Monica. Hi, Janice. Leah. E and Monica. Well, Monica and Leah, if we can get to you. Um, but we'll see about that one. But, so I have Raquel E., Janice P., and Monica T., and then Leah, if possible. Thank you. Raquel E., you're first. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is Raquel calling from Israel, and I, I want to start with this sentence. 
uh, <clears throat> life will mean will mean something at last. And my life always meant something, meant a lot. I was doing a lot of good things and meaningful things. So how come I was so darn depressed that I needed to take antidepressants for 38 years? How come I made such a hard going of life? How come life felt like I'm pulling my feet out of molasses every time I had to take a step forward? And how come I never felt that I was doing anything, even though I was, objectively? So for every one of us, I think, the, the unmanageability um, manifests itself in, in, its, in our own style. And uh, it's the first time, you know, in years, five years now, that I'm without antidepressants and I'm okay, and that my life feels like since I am with uh, uh, abstinence and doing the recovery with the uh, vision for you and with what came before the vision for you, that I have these spots of well-being. I never knew what it felt like to feel that it's okay to be in the world. And it's not like living is like sleeping on a narrow ledge between two mountains and I better not close both eyes because I'm going to fall off. And this is what I found in this wonderful, wonderful program done the right way through the big book. And to think the most satisfactory years of my life are ahead, I can still not see it, you know, but if it continues the way it is now, steady as she goes, I'm already blessed beyond the pinkest dreams that I ever had. So thank you all on the line, and thank you, the leader. And uh, have a good day, everybody, and I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Janice P. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice P. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So I, I've just been so struck this morning listening to everybody. You know, it, it, these paragraphs, they were so important to me. They were so important to me when I first heard them because I could tell that they knew what I was thinking and feeling. You know, it's like, I must get along without liquor, but how can I? How can I? I must get along without excess food, but how can I? You know, have you a sufficient substitute? What is going to take the place of always picking up? You know, I, I quit compulsively eating a thousand times, and that wasn't my problem. Stopping wasn't my problem. Staying stopped was my problem. Staying stopped was my problem. And so you're telling me here that there is a substitute for what I was doing. There is a substitute for picking up the food again and again and again. You know, I've said this so many times. I didn't want to need you like I need you today. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. It's a disease of isolation. And I was in isolation, but I wouldn't have said that to you. I thought I was functioning quite well, thank you very much. But I knew, I knew there was, I deeply, I knew there was something wrong with me. And I've been hearing everybody on the line today talk about what that sufficient substitute is. You know, it's the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes, is it a higher power? Oh, absolutely. But the higher power that I found 
gave me that access. It plugged me in to that power source so that I could pick up the phone before I picked up the food, so that I could get myself to a meeting, so that I could share with another compulsive overeater, so that I could figure out what it meant to be in fellowship with you. Because that's what was going to be the solution. That's what was going to fire my imagination. That was going to make life mean something oh so much deeper than it had ever made made it before. Because I am oh so human. I am oh so human. But that makes me need other humans. But I needed this place to carry this message that you can have this too. You can have this too, they said to me. You can have this too. You can find the way out. You can find the solution just as we did. And we're going to help you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice P. Monica T. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. Oh, wow. What what great shares like in, um, people have said this morning. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Um, and how I was thinking, satisfactory, how is my life different today from what it was before? You know, And before, um, I had a satisfactory life to an extent. And I've always been, you know, I've been in the medical field, so I always had this, you know, this need, this purpose to help other people. But there was always something missing in my life. You know, I had a hole in my soul, and I was trying to fill it with food, and it never, never worked. And on the page before, we read about, you know, every morning, or my life was more like waking up to that four horsemen all the time. You know, the, my life was full of terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. And some of this I didn't even know. All I knew was I was anxious. All I knew was I was uneasy, and I tried to use food to fill it. So what has happened is, you know, coming into this fellowship, being told there was a solution, working the solution, of course, the steps. You know, it took me a while, but finally I did it. And today, my life is so entirely different from what it was. Satisfaction, oh my God, I can't explain how satisfying it is today to be able to carry this message freely to other suffering compulsive overeaters like it was freely carried to me. I don't have to face the terror and bewilderment, frustration and despair anymore. I have a higher power. And um, with just, thank you, God, thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica T. Leah M. Thank you so much, Mel. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. You know, when I came to uh, implementing these steps at that point, you know, I came very hopeless. You know, I I crawled my way um, to a messenger. Um, I had been eating with a sense of urgency and desperation I had never known before. I was at that jumping-off place that we know so well. Um, And, yes, there is a substitute, and it's vastly more than that. I mean, after implementing these steps um, and becoming, um, you know, transformed by the process 
and introduced to a relationship with a power greater than myself, this fellowship along the way was tremendously supportive. You know, I had lived my life in separation and isolation, separation from my family, separation from friends, even if I was in a crowd, you know, separation from God. Um, I was just, had been raised, you know, to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. I didn't know about intimacy and building relationships and the power of vulnerability. I didn't know all that. But as the program began to have its way with me, as I was implementing these steps, I began to see God. And you know how I saw God? I saw the God in you. I saw the God in you. I began to watch others transform. I couldn't even see myself transform, but I could see others transform, and I continue to have that blessing as I watch others transform through getting introduced to their own higher power. It became a big show-and-tell operation. You know, I began to experience uh, seeing a ray of light, a ray of God's light in other people. And that's why I get so charged up. You know, that's why I get so excited about us. I, get, I still get excited to get on the line every morning, and we've been doing this for three years, and I've been doing it for more than that, actually. You know, I get excited not to talk. I get excited about us. I get excited about what's possible through this program of recovery because each and, one of, each and every one of us has a special godly goodness within us, and we get to utilize that now to carry the message. And how wonderful is that? It's like a beautiful tapestry, you know, of rich color that we get to use. Some people have to wonder what their purpose in life is. We know. (laughs) We have recovered, and we have the power to help other people. And we have a fellowship that allows us to come in contact with newcomers in order to be able to do that. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Leah M. And that brings us to the end of our meeting today. Thank you to everyone that has shared. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Rachel W. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. This is Rachel W., Recover Compulsive Eater, calling from New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.